At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A former family low. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas. For Coach Kessie with myself, Kegan Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Got a great podcast for you. It's Kevin Sweeney he does a great job with the CBB Central Podcast along with Sports Illustrated. He's actually going to be joining me in the first segment. Typically, I need to have in here two breaks. I'm going to have just one because this is a relatively short podcast. In the second segment, I'm going to hit on the news and notes of college basketball from the last 24 hours. It's a little bit more brief, so I'm able to save you guys a commercial break. We're going to be talking to Kevin coming up next with just what he's been noticing with regards to college basketball. A few teams that he feels have went a little bit under the radar in regards to the offseason that they've wound up having. We're going to ask him where he winds up ranking UNC with regards to his way too early top 25 as he's actually someone that was at Northwestern while Pete Nance was at Northwestern. So we're going to be able to get some good perspective there. How Pete Nance is going to be fitting in with Northwestern his hierarchy of who should be number one as well. So we're going to be having that chat here in the first segment. And as per usual if you do have a question, comment, segment idea what have you for this podcast, you are able to fire those in one of two ways. First one is by Twitter timeline at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So, as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you're at this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast five. That five star review, no questions or anything like that. So, let's just get down to it as to be able to follow Kevin Sweeney on Twitter. That is at CBB underscore central. Does amazing work with Sports Illustrated and that CBB Central podcast. And Kevin, great to have you aboard today, my friend. I appreciate it, Greg. Anyway, look, I think Pete Nance is terrific. I mean, look, he's not the shooter that Brady Manic is. I mean, Brady Manic made 40%. Last year, people say, oh, well, Pete shot 45. Brady shot 40% on 100 makes. That is insane volume. You know, people don't make 100 threes. And Pete is not that kind of player. If Pete makes 50 threes next year, like, that would be a great win for North Carolina. But every other facet of his game, I think, fits into this North Carolina team really, really well. He's capable of playing the five. He did that most of the time at Northwestern. He's got something valuable because he can Baycott, some legitimate backup. And that was something they didn't really have last year. He can pass. He can playmake. He's very, very skilled. I think at times his playmaking was overlooked because Northwestern's guards didn't help him out. I mean, if you go back and watch the film, there are plenty of times where Nance makes like a beautiful whip pass across the court to a wide-open shooter. The guy that misses the shot. I mean, Chase Audige was, you know, brick central for most of February and March. You know, I think... A lot of those things should be helped by the fact that you have R.J. Davis, you have Caleb Love. I think this is the best starting five in college basketball. I'm going to have them as the number one team in the country. I feel pretty good about that at this point. There are questions about you know what was real and what was a March run, but this is an amazing lineup, like talent-wise. And I think Nance really fits in well to this group, both you know stylistically, but also I think culturally. I think he's a really good leader, a guy that they'll be able to lean on as a veteran. And this is an old team, right? I mean, Love and Davis are juniors, fifth-year guys, and Leakey. 
and Nance and then Big Todd in his fourth year. The only concern I really have with Pete Nance, and it's not really a concern on him, it's just what we've seen the last few years in general is that we have seen a lot of these guys when it comes to the transfer portal, they wind up committing. I think the line of demarcation is June 1st or later, and because they wind up joining in with a program a little bit late, they're a little bit behind the eight ball, and they don't necessarily pick things up. You look at someone like a Mason Faulkner at Louisville last season. I think the best example was Marcus Carr at Texas, where things just did not wind up panning out. He wound up getting in late, and on top of that, I just felt like the fit wasn't great in general. But is there any sort of concern that this was a little bit of a late pickup? And I really do think that that bodes for all these guys who have committed late in June, even some like Asiko, Cicero, Jawara, along with guys like Emmanuel Acott and company. Yeah, no, no question it's a concern. I think one good thing, if you're Nance, is that you can lean on the fact that North Carolina has the experience doing this with Brady Manick. Obviously, he got in for the full summer session. But, you know, I talked to Brady about it, and he had said, basically, I just had to immerse myself in the team. I had to be around as much as I could, be around when I didn't feel like I was supposed to be around, and just, just kick around the facility and kick around with the guys until I felt comfortable with them, and they felt comfortable with me. And I think that Pete can follow Brady's lead on that front. I think that will help them. I think the fact that he's a really cerebral and intelligent player will also help in terms of picking things up. Remember, this is, this is, this is a basketball life for you. His dad played the NBA. His brother currently plays the NBA. So I think he's going to pick up terminology and things like that really, really well. And, you know, he's a great kid. Like someone, you know, culturally who will fit in and dive in and be not just a guy, but I think a leader for this team, you know, vocally with the way he plays. Yep, I do think that Pete Nance is going to be able to be a really good fit with this team. And hey, even if it does wind up taking a little bit for him to be able to round into form, we all remember a guy that wound up coming to a school late in Remy Martin. Well, when it came to crunch time, he was pretty darn good for them down the stretch as well. As we do have Kevin Sweeney, does a great job over there with the CBB Central Podcast, along with Sports Illustrated, joining me on the podcast. And I mentioned it with Northwestern, they wind up losing Pete Nance. But what really went under the radar as well, because we all talk about Pete Nance and the impact that he's going to be making a couple of days ago, they wound up losing Casey Simmons as well. He was either the number two or the number three recruit Northwestern has ever gotten in. And all of a sudden, this was a Northwestern team that coming into last year, I felt like there was maybe a little bit of buzz around them. I feel like there were a lot of people that were higher on this team than others. But I think that would be fair to say that there were higher expectations than what they wound up achieving last season. Now, they wind up losing a pair of key cogs with Pete Nance and Ryan Young for that team. Young wound up going to Duke in the offseason. Now they lose sort of that up-and-comer, and Casey Simmons wound up having a not-so-hot year last year, but a former top-150 recruit. What is really the state of Northwestern basketball right now? Because I take a look at things, and losing Nance Young along with a guy that you were hoping would be able to develop in Simmons just feels like a really bad offseason for a team that really hasn't hit the transfer portal too hard this offseason. How much time you got? I mean... And, and, as much time as you want, please do air out your grievances. <laughs> it is frustrating, no question. The thing with Simmons is the upside. And I think if you were Chris Collins, you were presenting like the cases. So why I'm the guy to, to lead this program into the future. And you were presenting that last off season. It was, Hey, look, not only do we have a chance to be competitive, you know, potentially play in the postseason in the next two years when you have veterans like Pete Nance, like Boo Booey, like Chase Audige, like Ryan Young. But we've got this future core lined up. We've got Casey Simmons. He's arriving to campus. We've got Julian Roper, who started 15 games this past season for Northwestern. They had Rowan Brumbaugh committed the top 100 recruit, who would have been the highest rated recruit in program history, this, you know, talented point guard. You could start to look and say, okay, there's a vision for not just these next two years where hopefully you're competitive. You don't know necessarily for sure. But also down the line, with Simmons gone, I thought Simmons looked really good last year. I mean, look, he's very raw offensively. That was kind of known. But he is athletic. It's heck. He moves really, really well. 
Like I, I would keep take him at a high major in a heartbeat right now, especially if I have scholarships on June 20th or whatever day it is at this point. Right now, I'm just not seeing like a future core to build around, and I'm not seeing a team that's going to be overly competitive next year because, as I said, Northwestern's guard, Bowie and Audis were not good enough last year to carry Pete Nance across the finish line. The guy would have gotten the two-way if he'd stayed in the draft. Now it's Titus Verhoeven as your starting center. I don't think that bodes very well. So I think we're trending towards this being a hot seat year for Chris Collins, trending towards this being a job that opens up come next spring. But obviously things can change. I mean, we all remember during the NCAA tournament run that Northwestern wound up having, he was the toast of town. And ever since then, things have just not been able to go the way of Northwestern ever since then. And I mean, with Simmons entering into the transfer portal, not to say that he's like some super hot commodity that all 300 and 50 plus D1 teams will be wanting, but I mean, he's a guy out there that I feel like a lot of teams could utilize, and I do think that there's going to be some talent for him. And there's one other transfer out there that there's a big giant question mark on, and that'd be Imani Bates. I mean, if you take a look at all these like top 50, top 100 transfer lists, he's like the last man standing with regards to those lists. Have you heard anything as to what Imani Bates is going to do? Because it looked like a few weeks ago he was going to be coming to a school, but it's just been very stagnant on that front. Yeah, I mean, he certainly kept it close to vest. His campus kept things close to vest. But I think it's the right move in this circumstance, right? You don't want to drive hype about moves that may or may not happen. You really want to wait until something's done. You know, obviously the, the school that's been connected to him most feels like it's been Louisville. My feeling on that is that if both sides wanted Amani Bates to be a Louisville Cardinal, then Amani Bates already would be. Like, why would he be waiting this long? So I would have to imagine that this thing is going to go another direction. I think the challenge for him is, you know, they have to look for a really specific opportunity and role and coach because, A, you have to deal with Amani and the circus that comes with it, the fact that he is still this, like, anointed son, this guy who's going to be next up, but also the risk of, like, he was actually not very good last year. He hurt Memphis' chemistry. There's no secret that they got better once he left the team briefly. And at the end of the day, you're looking for a place where he's going to have a big role, but you're going to be coached well, but you're going to have a chance to win so you're not labeled a loser, but you have talent around you, but also he has to be clearly the best player. Like, how does that work? It doesn't, right? I mean, quite honestly, it's a situation similar to what Pitt took with Dior Johnson, Pitt had that need. I don't think Pitt's going to get in the mix with Imani Bates, but like if Jeff Capel wants to swing, I mean, why not? Let's swing. So you know, something like that. I mean, the people stay at the high major level. I do think that's his eventual destination. I just don't know where that's going to be at this point. We shall see. I just think it's going to be really tricky to find the right for what he wants. At the end of the day, like he just has to be good, right? Wherever he lands, like he has to play well. I'm trying to script out your destination this much, I think screams to me like a lack of confidence that he actually will be. Yeah, it's just a big, giant question mark there. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Kevin Sweeney. I do think that Amani Bates just really illustrates why fit is so important in college basketball as well. Because, I mean, you saw another high-usage guy. brought him up a little bit earlier in Marcus Carr. He wound up committing to Texas late. You saw that Texas, in my opinion, actually wound up downgrading a little bit with adding in their Marcus Carr, rather than if they wound up keeping all their transfers in, they didn't bring in Marcus Carr because he just clearly did not wind up really fitting the mold that Texas was really looking for. And I think that a lot of teams might be taking a look at what wound up happening with Texas last year and seeing that a little bit with Amani Bates. I don't know if I'm trying to maybe make a little bit too much out of this, but I do think that a lot of teams fear that even though Amani Bates, if he comes in, he winds up being able to get his double figures. He actually just brings down a little bit of everyone else instead of being able to elevate them. And it just becomes a little bit disjointed. Right. The risk needs to justify the reward, right? And it's a huge risk. Like you need to be a team that's desperate, right? And again, it's the same thing that I mentioned with Capel and, and with D.R. Johnson. Pitt knew that realistically they were going to win 14 games with their current roster and you know, go under 500, be in the first day of the ACC tournament. 
and Jeff Cable's going to get fired. So if you're Jeff Cable, you got nothing to lose, right? If this team blows up spectacularly by taking Dior Johnson, it blows up spectacularly because either way, you're going to get fired. And if it works, maybe you've given yourself a lifeline. That's the type of situation you almost want for Imani Bates. But does Imani Bates want that situation? That's where it gets very tricky. Yep, it certainly is very tricky. And with really Imani Bates being the lone big-time transfer out there, a lot of these rosters for this next season are solidified. Now, you could wind up seeing things like the Keontae Kennedy situation happening. He wound up transferring from UTEP to Vanderbilt. He's now opened up his, I guess you call it recruitment, once again, with regards to him in the transfer portal. You're going to see a few of those this offseason. But by and large, we've got a lot of rosters that have really been developed. And when you just take a look at things, is there a team or two that you take a look at and you think, man, this is a team that has had a really good offseason and not enough people are talking about them? That's tricky. I mean, I think there, there's certainly a few that, that maybe come to mind. Quietly, the offseason that UConn's had has been really solid because I think they've reworked their roster to better fit around Adonis Sinoga. I think that the transfer they got in, there was certainly some hype about Tristan Newton, but I don't think any of the transfers they brought in have individually been like flashpoint big names. But I think taken together, there's a team that's really well-equipped to play around a star big man. They've got very good, talented guards who can make shots. They've got a versatile piece in Andre Jackson. I think UConn's had a really nice offseason. They would be one team I would point to. And, you know, I think Washington State, after adding Justin Powell, is kind of interesting because so much was made of them losing guys. I think sometimes you have to think about what kind of happens in the backswing. And the backswing for them was adding a guy in Justin Powell, I think, has a chance to be better than any guard that they had last year. And so you bring back Tommy Gay, you bring in Drame De Young, the top 50-ish recruit from Senegal, and you know maybe this team is interesting again. So certainly not an exhaustive list because, as you know, it is impossible to think of everyone off the top of your head. But I think <laughs> those are a couple that I think come to mind as like maybe maybe overlooked for what they've been able to do. That is so true. There have been a lot of teams that have done a great job this offseason. I've posed this, posed this question to many, many different folks, and a commonality I have found a lot of people very high on a lot of different Big East teams. They were pretty much able to insert Pretty much any team, really, other than Marquette and Villanova, just because you lose Jay Wright, there's no way you're able to have a great offseason when that winds up happening. But that said, the entirety of the Big East, they've been able to do an absolutely amazing job. The only person that's been able to do more amazing than the Big East. So that'd be you, my friend. You do absolutely terrific work over there at Sports Illustrated. I know you're doing a nice job holding it down, taking a look at college basketball. I know that you, much like myself, have been awaiting these rosters, getting a little bit more crystallized to be able to put out some previews, being able to project forward for next season. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Oh, yeah. The uh, work never stops. Put up the way too early, or not way too early, the too early top 25. After summer reset, following the Pete Nance news, that included North Carolina number one. So I'd point you in that direction. But the work is already beginning for you know kind of preseason stuff. I've got my depth charts page in my Google Sheets ready to go to eventually rank all 1 to 358 or however many it is now. So it's like we did last year. It's a big project on the rise in many months down the road, but I look forward to it. If I saw correctly, I think that we've got four new D1 teams. It might be three, but I know for sure we've got Queens. We've got Lindenwood, Stone Ridge, I believe it is, or Stonehill. So Stonehill, yes, sir. Stonehill is going to be entering in. I think that I'm forgetting one more. So I think we Southern have, Indiana might be number Southern one. Indiana, yes. We've got there now we go. 362 D1 teams. So that's going to be a lot of fun out of those four, by the way. I think the Queens is going to have the best first year, personally. That's just me. But 
with that said, that's the sort of depth that you wind up getting from myself and Kevin Sweeney. The man never stops working. The man does absolutely amazing work over there at Sports Illustrated. And every time he joins this podcast, he delivers the goods, much like today. So big thanks for joining me right here on Coast to Coast. He's now part of the Beeson family podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we want to see in college basketball on Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Las Vegas for Just Kept Soups with myself, Greg Eve Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Always great to be able to get Kevin Sweeney on the show. He does a terrific job over there at Sports Illustrated and his own podcast, the ZBB Central Podcast. Here we catch up where you find this podcast. Guy always delivers the goods and did so once again today. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now let's take a look at everything that we've seen in terms of news and notes of college basketball over the last 24 hours. I unfortunately had to come on yesterday and inform you that Darius Lee, the leading scorer from Houston Baptist last season, he wound up passing away. Like I said, I have a little bit more on that, but I still think that very sad, very unfortunate circumstance. It's certainly going to be hurting Houston Baptist from a basketball standpoint, but we're going to be diving into that a little bit later. I think that's a little bit raw to be talking about that right now, especially I don't think anyone's taking Houston Baptist to win the national title game. They wouldn't have been with them, and certainly without them, wouldn't be as well. But with that said, we did wind up seeing a pair of Kings wind up moving around as Kellen King, he last year was playing at Missouri-St. Louis. Got to figure that this is a walk-on situation as he's going to be going to San Jose State. Now, he did wind up seeing some starts during his junior year at Missouri-St. Louis that year. He wound up putting up right in the neighborhood above eight and a half, nine points per contest. Guy that shot 39.5% from three-point range, so he was able to be relatively productive. And then this last season, he only put up right around three points per game. So, got to think that this is a guy that is there for a little bit of emotional support and not necessarily much else. And San Jose State has been very active in the transfer portal ever since Tim Miles wound up taking over. They were much more active last season just because they needed to build a little bit of a roster in general, and they do have quite a few of their pieces from last season returning. Not something that San Jose State has experienced too much of because in past years it has been a case in which they wind up having to pretty much replace darn near everyone. So it does appear as though things are going a little bit better with that regard. They did bring in St. Tolbert, someone from Temple who should be able to give the team a little bit of rebounding. And Robert Valhola, he is going to be coming in from Fresno State, someone who's six foot eight. Once again, going to be looking to address the glass a little bit as San Jose State last season was not a team that necessarily did a terrific job with that regard. The other king that wound up moving around, that would be Jalen King. He was playing at Northwestern State last season. We've seen Northwestern State, by the way, actually do a very solid job of being able to bring in some transfers this offseason. And inside that he is going to be going down to the 91 level, he will be playing for Texas Permian Basin this next season after he actually wound up having a relatively solid first year, wound up seeing 14 starts. Put up four and a half points per contest, was a little bit more of a defensive stopper, didn't really light it up from three-point range, but was able to warrant 17 minutes, six foot five, a little bit of a combo player. If he could put together a little bit more of a three-point shot, 
I felt like he had a little bit of potential with Northwestern State, but he did wind up seeing a little bit of a coaching regime change. And as a result, a lot of guys from Missouri State have come in for Northwestern State. And I know that there's a lot of buzz that they could potentially wind up winning the Southland this season with what they brought in. Demarcus Sharp is going to be coming in along Jamonta Black from Missouri State. They also bring in Majak Kuth, who winds up coming in from San Jose State as well. A 7'3 gentleman in Jordan Wilmore. So Northwestern State has done a great job on the transfer portal. This is just one of the casualties of that. Christian Savis. He was playing last season at Fairfield and well, he didn't see a lot of playing time with the Stags, so he has wound up going down to Adelphi College. That is a 91 university. He wound up putting up right around five rebounds in his six total appearances last season, so not a guy that's going to be very missed and very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that this gentleman and Mr. Savis, he was at the D1 level last season, didn't wind up playing a lot of minutes in general. He's now going down to the 91 level, cross him off your list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on in. Mohamed Ciela is going from Detroit to Boise State. This is once again got to be one of these circumstances in which it's a walk-on ordeal as while he was at Detroit Mercy last season, he saw 10 games, wound up putting up right around one and a half points per contest. Now, he has a nice frame, 6'11", 235 pounds, so he's got that going for him, but this was not a guy that according to 24-7 sports was necessarily overly highly touted as he was a little bit of a Juco guy. He wound up playing at Florida Southwestern State. Once again, very nice build, and there were quite a few teams that were actually a little bit warmer on him, like Arizona State, Tulsa, South Florida, but that said, just could not wind up getting out there on the floor last season, so we're seeing a lot of smaller moves in terms of college basketball happening right now, which is why I'm doing a lot more preview work. I'm going to have up the Big West preview within the next few days. I have called in Steve Quist to be able to help me out with that, and trying to take a look forward as to some of the teams that are a little bit off the radar that we can make some money on this season. So if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore one. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. Size per usual. Please send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Podcast five that five serve you. Big thanks to Kevin Sweeney of the CBB Central Podcast and Sports Illustrated for joining me in the second segment. We'll be remiss if I didn't wind up mentioning this. Unfortunately, a little bit more of a somber note, but rest in peace to Caleb Swanigan, who many of us remember all that he was able to do at Purdue. Once again, just a case in which you just, if you're a parent, you never deserve to have to bury your child. Gone a little bit too early as Caleb Swanigan, I think, was actually three or four years younger than me. So thoughts and prayers to his family, those that are associated with the Big Ten, Purdue in general. So just want to give my condolences there. So unfortunate situation there. But what is a little bit better is the fact that I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball season in general because the college basketball season never stops. When it comes to the offseason, news and notes every single day along with these conference previews. And once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game every single day so i'll chat at you once again tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.